Today, I have a little fun game of fact or fiction, and these are some scenarios or questions that you guys came up with yourself, and I'm going to be answering those right here, right now. But also, I'm going to take a little dive into the future of center fielder Victor Robles. How much time left does he have as a Washington National? As that is a sincere question, because we know he hasn't proven too much to us over the years, but I'm also going to be taking a big look into the Nationals ownership situation and discuss about what the hell is going on right now. Find out right after this. You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thank you for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Ryan Clary, and I have taken my fandom to what, you know, the Washington Nationals are my first team. They're the team that I root for the most out of any and all of the D.C. sports here. And I have taken that love for the game into the podcast form here with the Locked On Podcast Network, where you get your team every single day and that is my memoir to you guys as I get into this Washington Nationals ownership situation as we know let's take a look back at the summer of this past year only a few months ago when people were talking about by the winter meetings that's when we think the Washington Nationals will have new ownership in place ready to spend money and easily really as far as about two two and a half months ago People were even discussing about that still being a possibility. Now we sit here today, December 12th, 2022, and the Washington Nationals ownership fiasco seems further than ever. And how does this affect the Washington Nationals? I'm just going to get right to it. It affects the Washington Nationals in a massive, big, catastrophic way, in my opinion, as we sit here today. And you might ask why. The learners have brought us a World Series. They had a decade of dominance in the MLB. But let's just be honest, everybody. Have you seen the results over the last few years? Have you seen the team that has had a winning record since they won the World Series in 2019? Have you seen that team that's lost Anthony Rendon, Juan Soto, Trey Turner, Max Scherzer? All the core pieces to that 2019 season, really. Have you seen all those guys and where they are now? Because I can check the boxes right here, right now. They aren't here. And the reason as to why they aren't here, I think it is an easy way to look at this. But you can simply put it on the owners not wanting to spend the money, not wanting to be aggressive, having their foot only halfway through the door rather than both both feet through that door. And when you're an MLB owner, when you're an owner of anything, You need your full commitment. You need both feet planted in that room, wanting to be aggressive, especially, especially when you're a top 10 market like Washington, D.C. is. Because that's what we are. And we are viewed as a pretty big-time market. 
in my opinion, the sixth biggest market in Major League Baseball. When you account New York City, Philadelphia, L.A., Philadelphia, Washington, D.C.'s in there, Chicago, big-time markets. And they, the MLB, when I mean they, the MLB, all the owners, all the people behind the scenes making baseball baseball, they want to see baseball in D.C. popular again. And what makes me sit here today, and we still have this looming over our heads, and we know what the road stop is right now. We know it. It's the Mid-Atlantic Sports Network, the Washington Nationals TV carrier since the day they got here. And I've said this before and time and time again, and you're going to hear me say a hundred more times until this situation is solved. D'Angelo's family, the owner of the Baltimore Orioles, they own the Mid-Atlantic Sports Network, and they figuratively, allegedly, steal money from their pockets. Not literally. But when you look at it this way, with the Nationals only profiting 33% off their TV revenue, and you have a small market like Baltimore profiting 66% of this, it's unbelievable. And that's the road stop as to why the Washington Nationals haven't been sold yet. No one has publicly said that. No one has publicly said, point the finger to Masson. That's it. But you and I both know, as we sit here today, and we ask ourselves, why haven't the learners sold yet? What's going on? Where has all this interest gone? Ted Leonsis bought NBC Sports Washington a few months back. People were already thinking like, well, that's it, including myself. And now we sit here today. The MLB has gotten involved with this ownership deal and what will could be happening with the Lerner family. And then let's just let's take a step back also. The Lerners might not completely sell. And that's still obviously, if you guys haven't noticed, still very much so in the picture moving forward. But when you announce that you will be exploring a sale of the team, and we know the head learner. He's getting old there. Do they really want to be doing this right now? Probably not. They want to move on, take their money now, and go on with their day, with their other business ventures. But now we sit here today, December 12th, 2022, and this situation still isn't solved yet. It's still not solved. So when can we expect this to be solved? Quite frankly, I don't see this being solved until 2024 because I see a long legal battle heading out to court, filing lawsuits with the Angelos family between the learners, something that's been going on for over a decade at this point. This time, the MLB is stepping in to try to get their two cents to both sides and try to mend a bridge, find out a deal and get the Nationals on their own network so they can pocket as much revenue as they deserve, being a big market in Washington, D.C. Because you look at the Los Angeles Dodgers, and some people are like, well, how can they spend all this money? I can tell you this, their TV deal, which I don't have the total income in front of me, but their TV deal is a steal. They make an incredible amount of money off that L.A. market, and we're not an L.A. market. I understand that completely, but they have that deal in place. 
They get the revenue. They get the eyeballs on the Dodgers. People want to watch the Dodgers day in and day out. And the Nationals, if you remember, the Nationals were doing just that as well during the 2010s run. And that's something that still can be suffused with a good team in this market. But what is holding back the learners from selling? Let me say this again. It is Masson. No doubt in my mind that Masson is the one holding this back with the Washington Nationals. And quite frankly, you could also say the learners, maybe they're just waiting for a good deal. Because Barry Sfaluga was on this the other day when he was on local radio. And he was discussing about how the learners still haven't gotten a sponsorship sale for Nationals Park, which they have been looking to in over a decade. And the reason and they had offers, they had plenty of offers, but the reason why they didn't take those offers, because they wanted to make sure that they were going to get the right dollar amount for what they feel is worth for that sponsorship. So in this situation right now, I think the learners are one waiting for that, waiting for that right price to where they feel is right. They're going to want someone to come sweep their feet off the floor and buy this team and take it into the next direction for whatever the Nationals decide to do moving forward. But then also, the Mid-Atlantic Sports Network. Something's got to happen. Something has to budge. But until then, this Washington Nationals ownership situation will not be getting any less sticky than it already has been. And it is a sincere black eye on Major League Baseball when you see the Los Angeles Angels, who Rob Manfred said the other day, are expected to sell by opening day in 2023 after announcing that they were going to be selling over the summer, a few months after the Lerner family had made that announcement. So this is a black eye on Major League Baseball and something that needs to be cleaned up in whichever way they can. And I don't know how they're going to be able to get that done. But I see some sort of stop to this, hopefully in 2024, because I'm not seeing the future right now. I don't see it. But you know what I do see? Betting with betonline.net. Betonline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer and esports. My friends at betonline.net, they have you covered, just like they will have myself covered as well. Because, hey, the World Cup is going on. Everyone is watching this. You have the semifinals starting tomorrow, and I don't know who to bet with because I'm not a soccer guy. My friends at Bet Online, they're going to have me just like they will have you as well. If you check them out, get all the news, get all the notes that you're going to need to put in a nice, juicy bet and get some money in your pockets. That's just what I do. Be like me, be like yourself, make some extra money. They're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. And you can head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Now back in to Locked On Nationals as I am going to be getting into my fact or fiction segment. And what this segment is, this is different scenarios for the 2023 season and beyond. It's kind of sort of things that 
could this happen? Is this true? Obviously, a fact means that I think this will happen. And fiction believes that I don't think this will happen. So let's just get right into it. And this is one of our young guns here. Mackenzie Gore will be our best starting pitcher in 2023. That is a fact. I think if if Mackenzie Gore, if what we saw from his first seven starts in this past season with the San Diego Padres, which was nothing short of dominant in my mind, if we get that Mackenzie Gore where you have a nice little slider, his changeup is working, his 97-mile-per-hour fastball is there, he's juiced up, that's what we will see. And I think he's going to be our best pitcher heading into this season. I don't think that's anything even remotely close to some people's expectations for him, but those are the expectations that I have for him. I've seen it from him. I believe in him, and I think he will take that step this coming year. Trevor Williams will accumulate 20-plus starts with the Nats in 2023, and some people are going to be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We just signed him to be a starting pitcher, right? Not necessarily. He's someone who you've seen out of the bullpen. You've also seen make starts with the New York Mets. But I don't think that that's going to be his absolute role here. But with that being said, fact. I think Trevor Williams will be or will be able to accumulate 20 plus starts with the Washington Nationals in 2023. And some people might be sitting there saying, "Well, ditto." He should be, and you're right. He probably should be. But with that being said, this is someone who hasn't really been a consistent starter over the years, someone that has come in relief, in long-relief situations. That's really where he's thrived best. And so it'll be interesting to see how Davey Davey Martinez utilizes him and sees what he can and can't do and what he wants to do with him specifically to move him forward to get the best out of Trevor Williams that we possibly can. But right now, fact. 20-plus starts, book it for Trevor Williams. In fact, he could be our second-best pitcher when it's all said and done. Now take a look at the hot quarter. Carter Keyboom will be your starting third baseman opening day. Former Nats number one overall prospect. First-round pick. Someone who was going to be replacing Anthony Rendon. Fiction. And some may ask, well, why aren't we going to give this young guy an opportunity? Guys, the opportunity has been there for Carter Keboom. This is someone who has been in the majors over the last two seasons that he's been playing in 2020 and 2021. 2022. He had injuries. He had a lot of different things to worry about. But with that being said, I don't think he's a lock to be your starting third baseman. I think you look at guys like Jake Alou, someone who really lit it up this past season in AAA and someone who's been doing that since 2021 with the Washington Nationals. And yes, he's not some prize prospect that we do have. But production matters at some point. And in my opinion, production matters more than anything else. Something that we haven't seen from Carter Keboom, quite frankly, at all. Not even really too much in the minor leagues. 
So I'm not considering Carter Keboom to be locked in stone to start at third base for the Washington Nationals. I think that's amateur league if we do that. You have to play the best player, especially when you have higher prospects there. Carter Keboom will get his at-bats. Jake Alou, in my opinion, or J. Mayor Candelario, whoever starts at third base for the Washington Nationals and whatever they decide to do, I just don't see Carter Keboom being that guy. It's that simple. That simple for me. Carter Keboom, we've seen it. You've had some good games, but we got to see more from you, man. Got to. Hunter Harvey will be our closer by mid-July. Fact. I love Hunter Harvey. You're not going to hear me rave about him too much because, hey, let's be honest. We're not here to talk about the bullpen and really in general, but I think Hunter Harvey, when all said and done, could be our best reliever that we have. And some may say, well, that's a stretch. And you could be right. Kyle Finnegan's been solid. Carl Edwards Jr. has been solid. Victor Arano, our pitcher of the year this past season. What's going on with him, Ryan? And you're right. But Hunter Harvey, a former first-round pick from the Baltimore Orioles, someone who was DFA'd by the Orioles this past year. We picked him up, and we found a spot for him, and he delivered. He delivered in high situations. He was a setup man. He came out in a little long-relief situation sometime. And this is someone who has an electric fastball, someone who has a lot of different pitches. And I could seriously see him making a difference for the Washington Nationals moving forward. Now, to another potential difference maker, maybe. Steven Strasburg will register five or more starts in 2023. Fiction. I just don't see it right now with Steven Strasburg. I want to. He's someone I want to have a statue up for him. I love Steven Strasburg, the World Series MVP, First-round pick in the 2009 MLB draft, one of the most electric MLB debuts you will ever see in baseball history. But he's not healthy. And if you know Steven Strasburg, if you know what he's done over his years, he obviously means a lot to myself and you listening wherever you may be. But he's just not healthy. He's not. And he admitted this. This is something that he knows himself. He's not very open with the media. He was very open about him not sure about what the future holds for him. And so this could get interesting. But thank you for making Locked On Nationals your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Now, This is my last one leading into my next segment. Victor Robles will be our starting center fielder for the duration of the 2023 season. Fiction. Why I say that? You need to see some hitting ability from your center fielder. You need to see some potential from your former top prospect in baseball. 
We haven't seen it. He's regressed basically every year since. Every year since 2019, he has regressed, unfortunately. This is someone who finished sixth in rookie of the year voting in 2019. Obviously, that was a tough award to win when you have plenty of big-name guys in that class. But Victor Robles was once one of those big guys, and this is someone who was productive at the plate in 2019, especially as a rookie young guy, someone who hit 17 home runs, 65 RBIs. He struck out 140 at-bats, which is pretty bad, but he walked 35 times. Not awful. Could be worse for a rookie. He plays a bangerang center field. We love him. He's electric out there. But we got to see it. We got to see it at the plate. We can't keep on seeing this regression every single year, taking a step back. That's why I say I'm not buying into it. So I want to take a look at the future and what the future holds for center fielder Victor Robles. But first, I want to tell you guys about my friends at Simply Safe. At Locked On Nationals, we believe home should be where you and your family feel safe, safest, especially over the holidays. This season, give yourself and your family the gift of peace and protection with the number one rated home security system, Simply Safe. And right now, Simply Safe is offering Locked On Nationals listeners 40% off a new security system. But don't put this off. Here's why I love it. I work in Washington, D.C. I can't always be home at the same time, but when I have Simply Safe there to protect me and my family and my dogs in particular, it's a nice security blanket when you're a little further away from your home than what you would be like. So, in an emergency, 24 7 professional monitoring agents use Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify the threat is real so you can get higher property police response with the top rated simply rated simply safe app stay in complete control of your system arm or disarm unlock for a guest access your cameras or adjust the system settings anytime anywhere don't miss your chance to save big on my favorite security system get 40 percent off any new system at simplysafecom slash locked on mlb that's simplysafecom slash locked on mlb there's no safe like simply safe And now to look into the future of Victor Robles. Because, guys, this is something that I've harped on a lot over the years. In fact, I've gone even the distance saying that the Washington Nationals, at least a small role as to why we've fallen off this cliff since 2019, is because of Victor Robles. This is someone who was, this was someone who was supposed to be even better than Juan Soto. Someone who was high up in prospect ranks. Someone to where was well thought of, a top 10 prospect in baseball. And we haven't seen any of that potential from Victor Robles. And when can we see that potential from Victor Robles? Because the proof is in the pudding. You've had 2019, 2020, 2021, and 2022. That's four years. You don't get five years to prove yourself. Four years, I've seen enough. You're done. And really, quite frankly, four years is too much for that as well. I Carter Keboom, 
I called it off after seeing him in three different years and really two years in general. I've called the dogs off. I don't need to see any more from him. I've said this last year, and being a gold glove finalist is great. That is value to a team. But you know what's not value to a team? When you have a 584 on-base plus slugging in 407 plate appearances this past season. You know what's not valuable? When you strike out 104 at-bats of those 407 plate appearances. You know what's not? It's when you only hit six home runs in 407 plate appearances. When you don't... 33 RBIs in 407 plate appearances. You see what I'm getting at right now? Hitting. Hitting matters in today's game. Crossing streams. You look at guys like in the NFL. Cross a little sports here. What is it going for? Big arm, someone who's athletic, someone who can run. The game has changed even from 10 years ago today. And it has in baseball as well. 10 years ago today, we did value center fielders who are a defense-first guy. Some teams still do. But me, as a skipper, if that's the game that we're playing, I'm not. I need to see something out of your bat. I need to see some power. I need to see some flashiness at the plate. Get on base. And we're not seeing that from Victor Robles, and that is an issue to me because that is something of more value than playing a great center field. Don't get me wrong. Playing a great center field, there is value in that, and there is something to be hold, to be held accountable for that. But when you regress every single year at the plate, it's time to go. I love the guy. 2019 World Series champ had a great rookie season with the Washington Nationals. But that was four years ago. We're going into 2023 right now, and he's gotten worse every year. Especially power-wise. Where has the power gone for Victor Robles? Where has it gone? Who took it? I don't know. I wish I had those answers. Because this is someone who was a highly touted prospect. And he has regressed ever since his amazing rookie season to where he helped the Nationals propel that trophy on Independence Avenue. And that's been that. Ever since then, not too much. Thank you for making Locked On Nationals your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on this Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Again, thank you guys for tuning in. It's always much appreciated. I'm going to be getting into more things on Tuesday, December 13th, for our next episode, which is tomorrow. I will catch you then. Go Nash.